Hey everyone, welcome back to another Thrifters Villa throwback episode. We haven't done this at all this season yet. Uh, We usually try to do one or two throwbacks to previous seasons. So this week we are going to dive into a throwback from season two with Lori and myself. And we talk about the art of staying in your lane. Um, It's a really insightful episode you guys seem to really enjoy it. I just went back and looked at the numbers and it's still doing really well um, two and a half years later. So yeah, I want to just throw this out there to you guys. We have brand new episodes coming your way, but I think it's important to go back to those older episodes and just kind of dive into our, what our perspective was even just a couple of years ago and how it applies to us today. You can always find little nuggets in those um, earlier episodes. So I hope you guys enjoy and we'll be back next week with a new episode for everyone. Hello everyone and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori, and today we're going to talk about distractions and how they can affect your ability to stay focused. This can be distractions within your everyday life and routines or on social media. I know for myself, and I'm sure for many of our listeners, it can be difficult to create those boundaries and stay focused. This episode is, as always, just our take on the subject, but we hope that you find some value in listening to our experiences and methods to stay in our lane and stay focused. Okay. Let's get started. We'll see you at the table. I like the name of this uh, episode, Lori. Good call. Art of staying in your lane. The art of staying in your lane. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy to be a book. We should make this a book. I can work on that. Victor's Villa book. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it seems uh, like a timely, uh, Mm. it seems like an episode that is, is pretty good for everything right now. Um, and also just like back to school is really busy mm-hmm. transitioning back from, um, COVID stuff and now Delta variant stuff. <laughs> like, I feel like all of a sudden, like we were so close and now things are, you know. Yeah. It, it's going to be an interesting back to school. I think, uh, at the beginning of summer, everyone thought kids are going back. Everything's gonna be great. You know, nothing, you know, what could possibly go wrong? And now we're approaching back to school for a lot of kids right now. Um, which is crazy to me that some kids go back in the beginning of August, but every district is very different. Yes. They don't go back here until after um, Labor Day. So yeah, I was just talking to Hope because her kids go back this week, and I was like, "That's just crazy!" Like yeah, they, they're is. on a different schedule. Her, she's from Indiana, and her kids get out in May. Oh, okay. In the Northeast, they're out like mid to late June, and then we go back around Labor Day. So yeah, different schedules. But yeah, that just kind of prompted this little little bit of a panic in my in like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like. It's it's just it's here. Like I feel like we talk about this a lot on the podcast, just mm-hmm. how time flies so much, how you have to roll with the punches, how you know changes think, make us re- have to refocus, look at our yeah. schedules, what's working, what's not. And I feel like so frequently during the pandemic, we've kind of had to reinvent what we're doing, reinvent mm-hmm. our business, reinvent our schedules, you know, reassess what home life looks like, work life mm-hmm. balance, how how it looks from home. Like I feel like it's been a big topic for like a year. Oh, yeah. But here it is again. And and we have no idea what's even what it's even gonna look like in the next month. Never mind quarter four. I mean, I just think in general, I don't know what August is gonna bring. Today's August first. I have no idea what August thirty first, thirty for there's thirty one days, right? In August. Yes. yes. 
30 days has September, <laughs> April, June, and November. Yes, all go. the rest have 31. That's <laughs> in February. Yep. Love it. <laughs> I could always count on Lori for that. Yes, my fifth grade math teacher. We can thank her for that. Um, but I don't know what will happen August 31st. I don't think any of us really know because it sounds like there's going to be re restrictions coming into place. Um, I don't think we'll shut down again, but I think there'll be a lot of restrictions. Um, funny that we're even talking about this right now. Today I went out with my mom and my sister and we went um, down near the water. And a lot of the small shops, they're usually open on Sundays. They were closed. Mm. There And the sign said that they were closed due to COVID and that they we're only going to have a limited schedule now because you figure the tourists coming in and everything, they're going to limit now their hours with the Delta variant. So I we mean, had a big breakout of the Delta variant here in Massachusetts in pro in P town. P -town. Cape. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, it was an area where most people were vaccinated. So it's kind of, it's kind of a crazy, it's kind of a crazy time. My son just texted me. And then I really, I mean, someone in his fraternity just passed away of COVID. Oh no my other, God. Like 20 years old. I'm just, it's just blows my mind. And um, I just keep thinking we're past it and we're not quite there yet. So how does this all relate to what we're yeah. talking about today? Um, because uh, I don't want to like go off topic so quickly, but I guess we just wanted to set the stage by saying there's just a lot going on. Mm -hmm. And then you scroll through Instagram and, and there's, there's a lot more, going on. There's a lot going on there and yeah. there's more distractions there. Yes. And in general, I just kind of want to talk to our community about kind of what a positive place this can be and how I got into reselling because I was really inspired by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I do this because I love it. Mm -hmm. And I think you do too. And, you know, the money is good and, and you work hard at it and the friendships have been great. And it's just about how to stay in your lane when things feel like they're kind of out of control. And I'm feeling like things are a little out of control when I go on social media sometimes. Um, and if you can get through the weeds, there's always good messages. There's always good people. There's always inspiring, motivating people, um, people taking the high road. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what camp you're in as our listeners, but we just want to talk a little bit about how to stay on track without sounding too preachy. I always worry that these episodes are going to be like, you know, make a list, do this, schedule that. And yeah. And because I'm not that way. So I, I, you know, I would be a bit of a hypocrite if I talked about like all the, you know, perfection in the world. Because <laughs> I'm we are far not, from perfect. I'm just not a part of that. But anyways, anyways. We have ideas and we have things that maybe we would like to implement and we don't <laughs> because that's true too. Or things that we know can help individuals. I mean, I think, um, I think everyone in our, our little community here knows that we're just trying to give them some ideas that might help them along the way. And one of the first things we have on our list here is this may seem really simple to all of you, but creating a schedule and sticking to it, which is probably the hardest thing to do. Um, such a simple task, but just so difficult to follow through on. And I think this is one of, for me, in order for me to kind of navigate through distractions and stay productive and just, you know, Stay in my lane. Literally, what the episode says is, I have to create a schedule, and I have to just stick to it the best that I can. And when I can't stick to it, being okay with it, but also pivoting and making sure that I'm getting the things done that I need to get done. Yeah, and to piggyback on that, um, 
I sometimes, as much as I want to make a schedule or write things in my planner, I know at the start of the day, like the big things for me that need to get done. And so even if nothing else gets done outside of those big three, um, I, I can be okay with it. Yes, it's great if you do all the little things too. But so for example, today, um, I didn't have a video prepped for today. So today was one of those crazy days where I had to record, you know, shower, makeup, record, edit post thumbnail all in one day. And I knew that was a big priority. So I started really early and I, and I honestly did stay off of social media and I have like a couple of friend groups where we chit chat on Marco Polo, which is like one of my favorite little apps. And I had to stay off of that too. Um, and I also went into my office to do my work. I find that sometimes if I'm editing in my office, I'm just a tad bit more efficient. I can close the door. So like little things like get mm -hmm. off the couch, sit in my office, don't go on Instagram. And it wasn't like I had this laundry list of stuff that needed to get taken care of today, but I knew I had to do that. I knew I had to make time for the podcast. Um, so those were like my two big priorities today. And I knew I needed to list a little bit. So I tried to list in the morning while I was having coffee. But so I really didn't write everything down and have a schedule, but I knew in my head, the three big things were list, uh, you know, video podcast. Yeah. That's usually how I do things too. Uh, I have a, a top three. Sometimes it's only a top one. Sometimes I don't have the capacity to even do a top three, right? Like today I just need to get out of bed and function as a human. Sometimes that's my only goal, you know, just get out of bed and just, just do what you need to do for the day, go to work. And then whatever gets done after that gets done after that, but at least get through work. Like that is sometimes my only goal. Sure, um, like depending whether, whether you're part-time or full-time with yeah. reselling, you know, reselling may not even be your top five in the day. Um, so like you said, like just yeah. get through the day. Maybe it's, maybe you didn't sleep last night. You just got to get to work, <laughs> get it done. You know? There's a lot of just plowing through days that happen in life. Just a lot. Yeah. I mean, it happens and it's okay. You know, I think sometimes social media, and this is where it can get distracting is all the highlight reels you see of everyone all the time, right? Everyone's mostly posting the good stuff, right? Not many people are posting the not so great things, you know? Not people, this week, not this week, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's usually, you know, look at all these packages, look at all these sales, look at all the stuff I found. And it's all these, you know, really exciting things. And you're sitting back there saying, got a pile of about a hundred things I need to go through and I have no motivation to do it. And now I'm looking at all these people and it can either motivate you or it can make you feel like, you know, you're just not good at your job kind of thing. Right. And that's just kind of one of the pros and cons of social media. It can either motivate you, make you feel good, or it can make you feel like shit. I just had a thought that popped into my mind. Like what? I'm thinking of like my previous job as a special ed teacher. Can you imagine if you were just like, on your lunch break and their teachers were like, look at this lesson that I just did. All my kids raised their hands today. Um, my kid brought me a snack when they got to school. I it had an coffee break. I just like, wouldn't it be so funny? Like, can you picture other professions yeah. posting like we post for reselling? No, it's so true. It would never happen. You might post about something fun that happened in the classroom, but for the most part, teachers are like, I had this kid today and oh my God, he threw the biggest tantrum. Like that's usually what it's about. And you can't really post that. That would no. be against all the rules. Kind of <laughs> See this kid right here. Yeah. <laughs> this one in the middle. <laughs> that's a big no, no. But anyways, like, or any profession, like yeah I don't know I'm trying to think of what Jay does with accounting like 
I, I don't like know what, what Matt does. Like, like he can't post about what he. First of all, he can't because of the field of work that he's in. But like lawsuit. But it's kind of funny. Like, I think you yeah. can insert just about any job. And while yes, there are people who would share certain aspects of their job, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone shares as much as we share as resellers. We overshare as resellers. Yes. And this is where we see a lot of the quote unquote drama. We'll say it, right? We'll say it. Yeah. And I've been thinking, I was, I was talking to a friend about um, who, who like influenced us um, when it came to reselling or whatnot. And I, I even feel like the level that everything is talked about, like wholesale trucks, pallets, liquidation, bigger, bigger, bigger warehouse. Like when I started and that, that's, I'm honestly great, not great judging, goal, that that great. but yeah. that like when I started reselling, you know, I was watching people like Jenna, like street savvy, mm-hmm. they were just kind of doing their own thing and sharing their stuff. And even like, I used to watch crazy lamp lady a lot and she was really big, but it was, it was still a different conversation. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like the conversation in our community has changed so much. And in some regards, it makes me sad. And I feel like if I were a new reseller right now, I would feel so lost at times mm-hmm. looking at all this and trying, like I said, trying to weed out the noise and what was important. And would I, because I, I don't, I mean, I, I say this a lot. I'm on like the back nine here of life. Not, not really, but I mean, I'm that midlife person. I'm 48 years old. Like I'm not looking to grow an empire. Like I want to do this because it makes me happy. I want to make some money. I want to contribute to my family. So I have different goals, but I, but I wonder if when I started, if I had seen so much conversation about bigger is better. Like, I feel like that is the message a lot. And I just, I just personally don't believe that's true because with bigger comes more expenses, more overhead, rent, employees, bigger budget for what you're purchasing up front, more capital that has to go out. And that that is great for people who want that. But I wonder, I'm genuinely curious, like what percentage of resellers, that's even their goal. Yeah. And are they measuring themselves against that? You know, and everyone's like, don't compare, don't compare. But here's my great news. You know what I mean? And we're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. Like I've, I overshare sometimes, you know what I mean? But I just feel like the vibe is very different now. I mean, and I just started reselling formally, like within this community, August of 2018. So it hasn't really been that long yet. I feel like so much has changed. I think the pandemic had a lot to do with it. I just think so many people had to pivot and so many people changed their direction with reselling. And um, it's kind of caused this change in the information being put out there and the type of reselling that we're seeing and people going into Amazon. I think you're seeing a lot of the shifts and I've had in the past few weeks, um, resellers who are newer to Mm -hmm. Poshmark or any of the platforms, you know, message me and, and have actually said to me, I'm confused as to what's going on. Can you explain it to me? And, um, I'm not one to, do that in particular. Like I'm not going to explain the drama of what's going on in social media because half the time I don't even know what's happening until a few days later because I'm not on Instagram 24-7 because <laughs> I have other things that I'm doing. Um, but I basically said to them, like, you know, if it doesn't affect you personally, then don't 
you know, don't, don't worry about don't it. Worry I, you know, I have to be honest. I've had a couple people DM me the same question. I, I just haven't even responded because I, I don't want to fan the fire. Yeah. I almost, you know what I mean? I just kind of, and I think it was because I, I made a post, um, just about my favorite quote from Maya and oh, yeah, well, it's yeah, Oprah's yeah. favorite quote, the whole, like when, when people show you who they are, believe them. And that's for better or for worse, but it's just kind of just a message to try to keep your eyes open and just to take everything with a grain of salt, including what you and I say, including all oh, my yeah. YouTube videos. We are, you know, none of us are the end all be all. And um, I've said it many times before, but I think in life, it's all about like that cafeteria style. You walk through, you take what works for you, mm-hmm. you leave behind what doesn't. Um, and I think that with reselling content, with courses that are offered and offered and offered, and there's there's just so much. And think about people. it, we're such a small community and we are bombarded with information in every direction all yeah. the time now, all the time. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think this is the next point we have on our list kind of goes with that. And it's just, I do this sometimes, check the app usage that you have on your phone. So iPhone has the ability for you to see like how many hours a day you're spending on a specific app and it averages it. And uh, you'll be surprised at how much time you're spending on some of these applications or how long you're even on your phone. And uh, I had to shut it off at one point because I was like, okay, I need to like, this is bad. (laughs) Like just seeing it gives me anxiety and I've gotten better. But like, I... I don't know if there's a way to do this on the iPhone or any phone. I'm sure there is to like time out an app. I think there's a way for you to like time it out. So you can't click on it. And like post, if you've been on it for more than two hours, you can't yeah. go back. Yeah. I think there's a way to do hour. that. Um, mm-hmm. But just looking at that stuff sometimes can be eye opening. Like, okay, I spent five hours total today on Instagram where I could have maybe dedicated four of that five hours towards something else. I mean, now if social media is your way of making income, well then maybe that four or five hours isn't enough to reach those goals that you need to reach, right? It all depends on how you're using the platform. But for me, if I was on Instagram for five hours, uh, it's a waste of time for me. Like that Instagram's not making me any money, <laughs> you know, like it's not, it's not like the last it. time I was on the app a lot was when I did the buyout and I feel like I did a post and I was getting a lot of comments. It was kind of exciting for me because mm-hmm. I, I usually don't, I usually don't do anything that exciting <laughs> that gets that much interaction. But that day I remember being on Instagram so much and it was, it was a, like, I was in it, you know, I was responding yeah. to stuff. I was exciting. I was giving updates as I was opening bags and stuff, but it was, it was a little, like at the end of the day, I was like, wow, I was on Instagram a lot today. And that, but that was all good stuff. Like yeah. in my opinion, like that was, that was focused around my business interacting Ooh. with with people who wanted to interact with me. And so I, that I feel like wasn't a, a negative thing, but I, but just like the amount of time I realized that I could spend on it without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, yeah. I think learning what, like, what are you gaining from being on social media? I think that's a big question that a lot of us have to ask ourselves. Like, what is that you're gaining right now? If you're spending a lot of time on it, is it for you to gain relationships and to form friendships with other people that are like-minded and that value in value the same things that you do then and in your fun and it's something positive in your life then I say you do it right like it all depends on where these values fall for you um is it your way of like you know is gaining a following a way for you to build your business are you solely like an Instagram sale kind of person and you're reaching out to all different communities and that's pretty important you know if if but if that's what you're there for Right. If you're just there, like for me, where I like to post things on occasion and maybe lead people to my YouTube page or or lead people to the Patreon page, right? Like that's 
it's part of marketing, right? If you're marketing certain aspects of your business, then I don't really need to be on there too much. Like, you know, an hour to two hours a day. This is now not straight through, like maybe it's 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there, right? And it all adds up to the two hours that I'm okay with it. But it's when I'm spending more than two or three hours on, on Instagram. Well, that means I have limited time to work on things for reselling. So if I'm spending that amount of time on Instagram for me, then I'm not taking photographs and listing things and pulling my sales and doing all the other things that I need to do for my business. Cause I only have like maybe three hours at night. My daughter deleted Snapchat and she's like, mom, it's really unbelievable. Like she read a book. She um, like went for a walk. Like she did all like the good stuff. It sounds corny, but she's like, it's funny because people assumed that because I deleted um, snap, uh, not Snapchat. TikTok. TikTok that I was going to then just go to Instagram. She's like, and I did, and I, I did Snapchat, I did Instagram, but to me, both of those platforms are not as fun as you, as um, TikTok. She's like, I could literally kill an entire day on TikTok. And wow. she said, um, it's just so much fun. Like the recipes or like fitness accounts, whatever it is that she enjoys videos about dogs. Like she's goofy. Yeah. Like she likes fun stuff, but she's like, I got bored on the other app. So I actually just shut them down. Um, and I, and all I could think of was how much time I spend on Instagram, YouTube, whatever. Um, I don't, I'm not a TikTok person. Like I, I rarely check TikTok and I'm just like, maybe I'm dodging a bullet. I mean, I, some people th- would say I'm missing out because I know people really love it. And I, it's not like I never go on TikTok. I usually go on TikTok when my kids send me links, um, yeah. and I go check things out and I, I do like, I can get sucked in, but I feel like TikTok just makes me laugh a lot. Like maybe that would be a better platform, to be honest. I don't feel like TikTok is as braggy or showy. Like I kind of, I'm not on Facebook so much anymore. I am with, you know, that used to be a platform I was on a lot more. Um, I'm not on it as much, but like every time I go on, I'm like, oh God, I forgot to wish this person a happy birthday. Oh, this person's kid just graduated from college. I forgot to say something like, and so I feel like Facebook is like work. Um, And now Instagram is kind of becoming... And I think that's why people like TikTok because it's yeah. just fun for the most part. I have never even downloaded the app. So I have no idea. Like I, people send me different links and stuff. I might click on it, but it's just not my thing. I don't really like reels either. It's just not really my thing. I, I like them when they're done well. There are a lot of TikToks and a lot of reels that I watch and it just, people look like they're trying so hard, which is not bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> when it seems super unnatural, I struggle with it. Then there are people funny as shit and I just yeah. love it. I love it. Yeah. There's some really I like funny to see, like, stuff. The fashion things, like the fashion reels that pop up. I'll watch that sometimes, but like, I don't know. I just never really got into it. And maybe it's just like the whole video component isn't something that, I, I don't know. It doesn't, it's not something that I love watching dancing. I love, like, I love dancers on TikTok and on Instagram. I don't know. I like, I do like the stuff that makes me smile, but my, our point is, um, check in with yourself and just see if you need to delete the app. If you think that that would help you, Mm -hmm. then maybe you might want to try it. Um, and if if you can coexist with Instagram and it doesn't affect you, then awesome. You know, have you ever deleted an app, Lori? Um, no, I haven't. I have. I've never I've really... deleted Instagram before. I've never like, I didn't deactivate the account or anything, but I've deleted the app off my phone before. I've deleted Facebook off before. Um, I'm afraid because I forget all my passwords, Daniela. 
that if I delete anything, I will never be able to log back into the account again. That's the only reason I have Lori just doesn't click on it and that's it. (laughs) I just can't click on it for the day. (laughs) That is the absolute absolute truth. Here's the big one that I think a lot of people that are stay-at-home moms or uh, and resell part-time or resell full-time and have children at home um, or, or work, have husbands or significant others that work from home, distractions in the home and how to deal with them in, in your surroundings throughout the day. And like, what do you do to master that? Because it's it's hard. And this speaks to people that are working in reselling or not reselling at all. This is just, yeah. How do you create a schedule and create a space for yourself so that you can stay on task? And I think this is one of the hardest things that most people went through last year. Right. And I think some, most people found their rhythm, but it's a constant change. Like it's an ever changing space. Like for you, for example, Rocco's going to go back to school Angie's going to go back to school so you'll be, you'll you'll have your routine back, but you don't know what can happen throughout the day. Rocco might come home early. Jay might be working from home. The dogs might be going crazy. You know what I mean? Like there's all those different- damn dogs barking. <laughs> they you know, they really push me over the edge, especially when I do a package pickup and it's like, oh boy, here comes a person. Literally, I am at the point now where I plan to like if I'm going sourcing, I want to leave before 10:30 because I can avoid listening to the dogs bark when the mail person might run down the street. I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen. You just (laughs) never know. It's such a madhouse here. Honestly, sometimes I feel like there's a hidden camera in my house because it's such a mess. Um, But recently, so last week I filmed a couple videos in the basement. As a way, how do you like that? Because that's a new thing for you. Do you think something? I kind of enjoy doing hauls down there, to be honest, because that's where my inventory lives. So I noticed like I was doing a bins haul last week and I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot I had these things hanging here on. I always forget stuff in hauls. Like I'll say I got, cause I look at my spreadsheet and I'll be like, oh, I got 35 items for blah, blah, blah. But here's 20. <laughs> but, but here's 20. I'm going to show you 20. I'm always like, I wonder if anybody's fact checking me because I forgot three things. They're in the wash. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so yeah. So when I was in the basement, I kept looking around and I thought, oh my gosh, like I forgot these, I forgot these, like they were just sitting around. So it is very quiet and calming. I don't, I haven't really mastered the lighting down there because it's all artificial lighting because the place I am in the basement has no natural lighting. And I love my office space upstairs. Love it's just place. like a, it's just a pretty space. But like today I filmed um, like a, a what's old video essentially. And I was upstairs because that was just putting pictures in. But in general, I like it. I think I might spend more time down there because it really does help keep me focused. So that was like a small adjustment. Just go downstairs, close the door. If the dogs are barking, they're muted. Oh, well. um, yeah. So yeah, that was a small adjustment that I made. And in general, when everybody's home, I do try to film before all the teenagers are up in, but they're all working now. So in this, this, this summer, uh, you know, they're both working a lot. So it's been a little bit easier, but I feel like at the start of summer before Rocco was lifeguarding, he was, you know, I I don't know, it was, it was trickier, but, but yeah, so those are, those are small changes and kind of just checking in with Jay. Like, are you on a call? When do you get off your call? Um, Or see like when he's going to be maybe if he is in the office one day, maybe I'll film two videos that day because the house will be quiet. So, but it changes from week to week, like you said. Yeah. So stuff does help. Yeah, I think, you know, that scheduling definitely comes into play and some people might not have a lot of space like me and you're kind of maneuvering and doing things when when you can. Like sometimes tell Matt, you have to stay out there 
and I'm going to close the door and I need to film a video and it's only gonna be 10, 15 minutes. So just like, give me that kind of thing. Right. Or, um, I want, well, in the future, in the next few months, we will be moving. We don't know when, when the date is. And yes. I was, I was wondering if you were going to make an announcement. Yes, yes. So we found a home, uh, Friday, we got the news that they accepted our offer. So that was, Yay. I know it's, it's so nice because I will have a whole space to myself. It is beautiful, Daniela. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. I'm so excited for the space that will be mine. Like I have, I will, I will have like an office space that I can set up and like film videos and stuff. And then I'll have a space where I can like hang things and take pictures. And there's a lot of natural light. It's like a kitchen area and stuff. Eventually down the line, we're going to break open a wall and it's just going to be a fourth bedroom kind of thing. Right. And, and an office space. But for right now, it's just going to be its own separated unit. It's fantastic. I love it. It's over the garage. It's great. And I'll be able to like have an actual schedule, like get home from work, make dinner, do that kind of stuff and go up those stairs and just close the door and oh no cats God. will come in. Nothing. It will be like its own thing. And I can't wait for that because it is so hard for me to focus and do things here because it's only two rooms. Yeah. I mean, it's a bedroom, a living space that's connected to what your dining space is and a small kitchen and then the bathroom. Like that's all we have. So it's like there's constant noise, constant distractions. There's only two of us and two cats, but it's enough. Like <laughs> that is enough distractions. So picture your situation and then like moms with children or yeah, whatever. Exactly. It's hard. <laughs> it is hard. And sometimes you just don't do anything. And that's, that's how the day's going to go. But when you know you have things to get done and maybe you chunk it out in smaller sections, okay, I'm going to spend 15 minutes on this and then I got to go take care of whatever I need to take care of. And then I'll come back and do another 10 minutes and then go take care of whatever else it is I need to take care of. It's more disruptive and it might take longer to get done, but sometimes that's just the way that it needs to be and being okay with that. Yeah. And I think you do a great job of fitting stuff in, just given your schedule. and. I'm so excited for you to have that space. I know. I can't wait. Someone actually asked me, they sent me an um, Instagram message. It was like, are you going to do like a tour of your whole house? I'm like, no, not my whole house, but I'll do a tour of the space that I set up for myself. <laughs> you know, I, I want my whole house to be, you know, that's a sacred thing. I don't want to give it all away, but I will do a, like, you know, I want to thrift things to, to create my office. I want to, you know, do all that kind of stuff. I think it'll be fun. It'll be great. YouTube. Oh my content. gosh. I'm jealous. Right? It's gonna, yeah. Just like, just the newness of it. You know what I mean? When, yeah. it's, when it's new and there's so much possibility and you're like an organized person and I can just see it being so nice. You Eventually know I mean? it's going to take time, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. So you but know, you've been waiting a long time for this and you've been saving and you know, a lot of your reselling money has gone towards this. So like, this is a long time coming for you. Yeah. And I'm currently in the process of like trying to, I'm not liquidating. I don't want it to sound like I'm, I'm not liquidating anything, but I'm getting rid of the stuff that like, I don't want to take with me that maybe brings me a lower um, average sale price or things that just are bulkier that I don't want to have to pack up and move. You know, like I want to try to, I'm at 520 right now. Is that 560? Um, Thursday, I'm at 520 items now today, wow, which is fantastic. Yes, so thank you to everyone who's bought from me and that has really awesome. aggressive offers. So that's been great. Um, but my goal is to get to like 300, 300, 350. I think that's manageable. Um, because I got to bring them up a bunch of stairs, you know, like, and I just want it to be more manageable for for me. Um, but that, but like all of this that we're talking about, kind of like it resonates with me because. 
uh, there's distractions all the time in my life because I am a part-timer and it's harder for me to get some, like there are days that I want to just take off from everything and just focus on reselling to catch up on it. And I find that I have to just get off of social media, don't go on YouTube, don't do anything and just focus on the things you need to focus on and and that's it. And I'm I'm very excited to be in a space hopefully where um, I can designate specific times and kind of hide away like I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to that. And even when babies come along, it's its own separate space that I can, I can go in there with, you know, with the baby and there's plenty of room for like, can't wait to be an auntie. I know soon. I don't know when, but soon let's move in first. <laughs> okay. I'm patiently waiting. Um, yeah. And I, I think you, you were mentioning like do something for 10 minutes and then yeah. come back to it. I do think that that block scheduling mm-hmm. Gosh, if all else fails, if you can put the blinders on and say, I'm going to work on this, whatever it is, insert whatever for 15 minutes, whether you set a timer, whether you, you know, on your phone or whatever. I used to say to my kids all the time with homework, just focus for 15 minutes, thumpers in the background. I'm sorry. I keep keep (laughs) trying to mute it when you talk, but when I'm talking, I I can't help it. It's okay. Yeah. We know, we know and love him. Um, But yeah, I'll just start for 15 minutes and see, like if, if that can be like one takeaway from today, if there's like a task that you're struggling to get started because it's so overwhelming. Like for me right now, it's putting away my inventory and I, I'm just, really overwhelmed with the estate sale stuff. Like I feel like it's, it's a lot. It's like taking a bucket of sand off the beach, mm-hmm. listing one item from that. There's just so much. Um, and I just need to reassess this week, but I, like, if I can just focus for 15 minutes and start putting inventory away, using my tote scan, doing like putting inventory away is very gratifying. Cause once it's gone, it's gone. Once it's in the bins, it's gone. All right. I'm going to mute again. <laughs> Lucky, my Mr. Lucky. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I do think that helps, even if you don't have time to write anything down or plan or schedule, mm-hmm. if you can just like block off time and, you know, give yourself, or I'm going to take this hour and not do anything, but right. list I, items, record this. That's the best video, way to whatever. get things done. That's the only way to get things done. If you have a hard time focusing and it's easier for you to break things up in that way and chunk it out. I used to tell my students that all the time too. Just do this for 10 minutes. Just need you to do this for 10 minutes, all right? And then timer goes off and then you can go do whatever else it is you want to do, right? Like that's just the way. And I do that to myself sometimes. I'm like, all right, it's 7.30. I have until eight o'clock to photograph these items and then I'm done, right? Like I do it all the time. Yeah. Sometimes it's just the way you, it, it works. I say all the time, one of my weird mind games, and I've said, I know I've said this on, on our podcast before, is when my phone is about to die, mm. I say, take, photographs until the phone dies. So however many it is, like that's basically my timer. Cause when the phone dies, I'm in the basement, I have to come upstairs and charge it. So sometimes if I see, I don't have a lot of juice on my phone, I will purposely go downstairs and start taking photographs. And it's like a game, like how many pictures can I take? I like that. Yeah. And then I'll come upstairs and I'll plug my phone in to recharge. And then I have all these photographs and now I'm sitting with my laptop and my phone is charging. And then I'll bring them over, put them in Vendu, do my drafts, or I'll check YouTube comments or whatever it is I do. But like whatever time it takes before my phone dies, it's kind of a fun little game. I like it. I like making games of things. That's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Um, Okay. Here's the one that I think a lot of us don't want to hear, but are we spending too much time sourcing? 
and not enough time photographing and listing and doing maybe all the back office stuff, like is sourcing your distraction from your business, which mm. we all love it, mm. right? We all love it. But sometimes it's, we're doing too much of it. I'm guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. Well, I think because sourcing is multi-purpose for us, I yeah. think it's part of our job, but it's also like a stress relief for a lot of us. It's also our happy place for a lot of us. So it's a lot built into one and it's very easy to justify because you can say, well, what, what if I find something that's going to flip for a lot of money? Like I'm working, you know? Um, so you are working, but do you, but, but is that where your time is? Is that the best use of your time in that moment? I mean, for me, I'm going to say right up front, nine out of 10 times, the answer to that question is no. I could not source for six months and have plenty to do. And I'm not exaggerating. I could tap into all the American girls. I can go through my drawers. I could clean out my jewelry cab. I could clean out the shoes. I, I could not source for six months and have plenty to do. I just will never do it. That's why I have to take February off. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I'm trying now I have to like switch my mindset and I'm like, you can't source a lot, period. Like you just can't do it. You know, like you need to just focus on what you have, take things out of your closet, send them to thread up, do what you want to do, sell it yourself, whatever you want to do, Daniela, but you need to limit your sourcing for the next like two months. Cause I don't want to start accumulating too many things. Yeah. Cause I'm trying. I, to I also them. play this game when I go out sometimes uh, and call it like home runs, mm-hmm. like when you're shopping, like I'm only going to buy it if it's a home run. I'm only going to buy it if I want to run home, photograph it and list it and list it. And it's going to be a good return. You know right. what I mean? Like, so sometimes if you can just do that, it really eliminates so much when you're sourcing. So you kind of get the fix, like you, you get that check, that mental checkout for an hour or two to go sourcing. Um, maybe your time could be spent better home. Um, you know, doing inventory, doing shipping, doing the stuff that's not so much fun. But if you're out and, you know, you sometimes I find that after I go sourcing, I'm recharged yeah. and I just come home and I'm kind of motivated. Like sometimes I just need to get out of the house for a couple hours. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think it's just realizing like, are you spending too much time on it and it's not bringing you the return that you need? And do you have a lot of stuff that's sitting around or is this your way to decompress? And you, like you said, had that mentality of I'm only going to take home the things that I know are going to be home runs. Like I think having that clear distinction of I'm just going to buy a bunch of stuff versus I'm only going to buy the stuff that really brings value to my business and I'm having fun. And then I can come home and do whatever else it is I need to do. Right. If you're only bringing home four items or five items, that's that's not going to really add to your plate, like super stress. Like, cause if you're really excited about something, we've done it before where we run into the house and and photograph it immediately. Those babies listed fast because you can't wait to see the likes. You can't wait to see the offers. Like you're excited. Um, and then there are the things that say in your trunk or there are the things that I have those. Yeah, we all do, you know? So, um, I think if you ask yourself, am I going to run home and do this, which will then lead to more work, that's different. But no, I think that's a really, really um, relevant question to ask our community Mm -hmm. Um, because so much time, I mean, because that is the fun part, that that is the fun part. And we can spend six hours doing it some days, you know? Oh, yeah. And then you're wiped when you come home and then you might be wiped the next day. Cause you've got other things you've got to do. And maybe you've got to fill a hangover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Listen, I used to get a hangover from the bins. 
Absolutely. I still do every time. I mean, you go, first of all, I got to get up early. I got to drive there. I got to, you know, I'm, I'm there early. I'm going to spend most of the day there. Then I'm going to go to other thrift stores on my way home, you know, and then by the time I get home, I got to start processing and cleaning and organizing and then forget it. I'm done for like two, three days. I'm good. Yeah, I'm really excited because I heard that um, our bins in New Hampshire on Monday are going back to the old days. Oh, that's Ooh. exciting. Yeah. That and is- by that, I mean, for those of you listening at our Goodwill outlet in New Hampshire, they would kick you out to quote unquote clean and then change the bins. They didn't clean. They didn't clean. Um, I, I shouldn't say that. I don't, we know. don't know. We're just speculating. Allegedly. I'm Allegedly, not sure what went on. Only. One of the workers once told me they just liked us to leave or that it was much easier to change the bins when nobody was covering, which I'm sure that's true. But anyways, when we were in Maine a couple weeks ago, it was back to the old way. And now apparently New Hampshire is, which is great for me because that was a huge time suck to drive to New Hampshire. That's why I haven't gone. Yeah. To go to the bins and then wait in line and get tickets and maybe knock it in or all that craziness, like the thought of just, I mean, it's been, you know, gosh, a year and a half since uh-huh. we've been able to walk in there. So I'm super excited. That's um, nice. I'm going to go at some point this week, but um, yeah, there is that estate sale pile in my basement. So yeah, there's that. Um, I wonder if Boston will ever reopen. I haven't heard anything about Gosh, that would be such a good day. In the meantime, I, I have a lot of a lot to catch up on before the Boston bins open. Right. <laughs> and I would the, love that though. The last thing we have on our list is um, when your sales appear to be slow or maybe not so stellar, just evaluate what's happening and see what happened maybe the previous weeks. Because usually it doesn't happen randomly. It can, but it's a lot of like, what did I do the last few days, the last few weeks? Did I list? Did I, what, what did I do? What did I do differently um, that's causing maybe these slower sales or, you know, are there other factors in your life that are going on? Do you have family things going on? Is something personally going on with you? Are you maybe not as engaged on the app? Like there's so many possibilities, right? But I think just taking the time to evaluate and see what the issue is and if it's contributed to distractions or personal issues. Yeah. All platforms have slow seasons. Retail has slow seasons. It happens. Um, But if it's something that you're consistently seeing, then I think at that point, it's time to evaluate what it is that's going on. I think that's a great point. A few of our Patreon members uh, had brought this up in our last Zoom call that, you know, they've been listing more consistently with our listing challenge that we had going on, but they still weren't really seeing sales. And we had said to them, be patient. Like you will see them. You just started listing consistently, like give it a couple of weeks. And, um, our, our friend Maddie mm-hmm. who's in the Patreon group messaged me this past week and said, she's making consistent sales since she's been listing more than one item every, That's you know, awesome. every so often now she's trying to do it daily. And that's a big step. And that's great that, you know, and once you start seeing that reward and you're like, okay, so this does help my business, right? Then you try to keep up that, that rhythm and that, that routine that you've put into place. And I think something like a listing challenge kind of helps you see that like, okay, if I do this consistently. All right. Time- Cause it forces the consistency. And I think that's, that's what you see. Like, yeah, I, it's a force for me to list 15 items in a day, but I can pretty consistently list five to eight items a day. Yeah. Like, five really, is like, eight. Yeah. That, you know, um, where that used to be a challenge for me, but like, I've kind of made it part of my routine. Um, and there are people who list 
25, 30 a day. And, you know, it just depends on where your comfort level is or, or whatever you're up to. But I think that is a really good point that you just made about kind of evaluating your closet. And I also think it makes you just, if you're not outsourcing and if you're blocking out the noise and you're really focusing on your business and, and taking, and I think with a lot of the automation that many of us use now, you get one step removed from your closet. So I'm not, if I'm not sharing my stuff as consistently, you know, maybe there's something that really needs to be relisted, or maybe there's a typo in something. And I think if you take the time to look at your closet, I'm not really good at this. You're very good at like looking at your closet. Ah, oh, this has been around too long. I'm going to send it to the real, real. I'm going to, you're always like playing around. And I think that's the beauty of having a little bit of a smaller closet. Not that 500 is small. I'm not saying that. <laughs> But, but it's smaller than most. It's smaller than most. Well, it's 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 all relative. You know, there might be someone listening who has a hundred who thinks five hundred is, you know, that's astronomical. The goal. I used to think yeah, that. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, I'm at like thirteen hundred. It's hard for me to like know all of my inventory, but I wish I did. And if I slow things down and I'm looking at stuff and I I dropped some prices on some on things that were over four hundred days old, and I got a couple sales and it 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 definitely gave a little boost in the algorithm and things started happening in my closet today and just tweaking stuff. And I think when you quiet the distractions, you're able to just look at, at nuances and details in all aspects of your life and in business that when you're super distracted are hard to focus on. I agree. Sometimes you can't help the distractions, right? Sometimes they're there and they won't go away for a long time, but like children. <laughs> No one's home. I can say that. No, I'm joking. Not I love you. No, I mean, but it could be anything. It could be like for me when I had, you know, a sick grandmother, a, you know, my dad was sick, you know, I mean, it's, it's a form of a distraction. It, it is, you know, I'm not saying that in a negative way. I would never change any of it. I took, you know, I helped take care of all that kind of stuff, but it is a, it is something that's taking you away from absolutely. XYZ. Right. So maybe distraction isn't the right word, but it is something that's taking it's taking your time away from something else that I willingly did and would do a hundred times over. Like that, that would never change. But um it could be anything. For for me right now, the distraction is now this move and you know, dealing with my inventory and figuring out how we're gonna furnish this place. And now the goal is different. So before the goal was to save, to pay off things and then for the house. And now the goal is I gotta buy furniture <laughs> and I gotta, you know, we wanna paint things and we wanna, I mean, there's different cosmetic things that we wanna do and that all requires money. So this is my way to fund it. And I gotta come up with different strategies and it's just something else. Yeah, but you have a lifetime to do it. And I always feel I I always this is the forever, right? This is the forever. This is your forever home. I feel like when I when we moved into this house, I used to look at a lot of new construction before. And in this house was like, I don't know, like five or six years old when we bought it. Um, maybe it was a little older than that. But anyways, my point was I would look at new construction and even if it was brand spanking new, I'd be like, uh, but I still would want to paint this, that, or I'm not sure if I love these floors. And then I decided, being me. That even if it were new, there were still going to be, I would want to lorify it. I would, I would want to make it lorry. I would want my stamp on it. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, well, I might as well buy pre-owned because I'm going to change things anyways. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's really important to like live in a space to get know. to know it a little bit. This came with age. I used to be a lot more impulsive about changing things immediately. But then like if you live in a space, you kind of learn the personality of the yeah. space and like what works and what doesn't and 
how you want to change it and all that stuff. But oh, I love new houses. Like just like the just the possibility when you walk into a new space. It's so exciting to me. I love that stuff. Yeah, I'm excited for it. And I'm in a different phase in my life than I was the first time we bought a home. So it'll be fun. It'll be different this time around. Like the first time we did exactly what you said, we changed everything immediately. And the house really didn't need too much. I was like, I want to paint this. I want to paint that. I want to change these. I want to do, you know, like everything was changed. And now with this one, it's like, okay, we're just going to like hunker down for a little bit and just kind of live and figure out what do we like? What don't we like? And what can we improve with time? I do think the pandemic taught us all to be kind of patient. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more so than we were pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, okay, it's not, it's not the end of the world if this wall is painted this color for a little bit. Yeah. And then, then there are walls that will keep you up at night and you have to change them immediately because they're so bad. So <laughs> true. <laughs> you'll be the judge. I know. All right, everybody. Well, we hope this helped. And um, I don't know. I mean, it was, I think, you know, this might be a little therapy session for us, but it's fine. People like our therapy sessions. Um, But I think it's just good reminders for everyone. And then this month too, in the Patreon, we're going to be releasing a monthly download within the coming weeks that is just going to focus around time management and um, how to stay focused, how to stay on task, you know, how to get us back and get us ready for quarter four. Um, I'm thinking maybe uh, we'll put in some type of like like template of a schedule or something like how to block out your time if people are interested in that kind of stuff. So we're still kind of working that out, but um, it's going to be something something fun that we want to give to everyone in our little community in the Patreon group. And we want to welcome all of our new members. I know this past week was crazy. (laughs) So crazy. So much to everybody who signed up for the Patreon. I can't wait to meet more of you in our zoom chat. It was just nuts. I was like, Lori, we have another one. Lori, there's another one. Now it's three more. Like it was just nonstop and it's just been great. And um, we love it. It was an exciting week. So we appreciate your support more than you know. And um, we're just, I look forward to getting to know people better. I'm trying to be better about the Discord too. (laughs) You've been good. I was so surprised. I was like, Lori just sent a message. I sent a morning. I was like the first one of the day to wake up in the morning. I'm so bad. Um, but I love, I love so much that I just check in and I read everybody's thing and I see like somebody scored this and sold that. And it's really fun to see the conversation. And they, you know, asking other people questions or like, Hey, this is happening to me on this platform. Has anyone experienced this? What should I do? Like things like as coworkers, right? Yes. A lot of sharing and helpful. It reminds me a little bit of my chat for Amazon. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That is, you know, it's done through Instagram, but there's just so much idea sharing and it's the same way. Like I, I, I'm like low man on the totem pole over there. Like I, I know very little. So I'm mostly absorbing what other people are saying, but it moves so quickly sometimes. Like if you miss it for a little bit, but then, then I'll just like sit and catch up. Speaking of distractions, I'll sit down and like read all that people have done and said and leads and whatever. Um, but it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun to see what's going on in there, but don't spend too much time doing it. <laughs> Take your own advice, Lori. I know. All right, everybody. Well, thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you back here next week. Yeah. See you next week, guys. Bye Bye, everyone. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. This is just a reminder that Thrifters Villas Patreon is officially live. You can find us on patreon.com backslash Thrifters Villa. It is just $5 a month where we're going to offer you bonus content 
extra episodes, a free downloadable a month, and live events. So make sure to check us out there, and we will see you next week.